You're listening to the 5-Minute Friday podcast episode of The Aligned Self. This is your host, Daniel Janovi. Okay, 5-Minute Friday, a short and concise podcast episode of The Aligned Self designed to leave you with a question, an idea, a strategy, a tip, a hack in order to give you greater access to your conscious awareness, evolving your conscious awareness, or give you greater mastery over your mind. Today, I'm going to talk about the distinction congruence. When I was first learning about NLP back, oh, 30-some years ago, congruence was the most powerful concept that I have adopted. It encapsulates the idea of personal integrity, alignment, and authenticity. You see, congruence on a basic level just means equals. X behavior equals the result. Back when I was 27, 28, and I was forging a new identity, one of the first things that I did was formulate a set of guiding principles, or you could refer to them as values, the way most people talk about them. The way I define them, the way I delineate them, they are guiding principles. They are not only stated, but they're defined, defined as a distinction. And then I express them as an action word. Because ultimately, you can't possess a value, but you can live a value. You can live in accordance with a characteristic, an ideal. And these principles, these guiding principles, become the foundation or the organizing principle for your self-identity. Most people never think or consider or identify what those values are. I'll do an episode very soon where we'll discuss compiling a list of guiding principles by which you can guide your life by. But how I utilize this distinction congruence is I identified certain principles that were important for me to live by. And then I looked at my behavior and where was I congruent with this principle and where was I incongruent? Meaning, if I said honesty was an important virtue or value that I was going to follow, was I being honest in my relationships? Was I being honest with myself? If I said creativity was a guiding principle or freedom was a guiding principle, was there anywhere in my life where I was not feeling or expressing my freedom? Because my foundational definition of freedom is your ability to choose your response at any given moment, no matter what's happening. So where was I playing the victim? Where was I playing at the effect of external circumstances? This is where I was identifying my incongruencies. Then I began changing my behavior to be congruent with that which I valued the most. In another context, when I was working with clients, I would look for incongruencies, Where was the languaging? Where was the thinking incongruent with what they said that they actually wanted? Where was the behavior incongruent with what they were saying? Many times to get the results you want, all you have to do is generate your behavior to be congruent with your desires. For instance, if you're a salesperson and you have a a desire, an intention, a goal to make a certain amount of income to sell a certain number of say, houses or cars, but you are not prospecting, you are not contacting potential clients, 
you're not having conversations, you're not reaching out to old customers, if you're not actively prospecting or planting seeds for future business to come in, that is incongruent. If you're in a monogamous relationship and you are flirting with other people, having texting conversations, sexting conversations with people that are not your partner, that is incongruent. Because of its importance, it could be said that congruence could be one of your virtues or your guiding principles. I consider it to be one of the conditions of my life. It's on my code of conduct list. Your code of conduct is essentially how do you conduct yourself in life, the conversations you have with yourself. Now, I can give you a short list of my code of conduct. It's commitment, making sure that I'm all the way in or all the way out. I'm only going to get my results according to the level of commitment that I put forth. The next thing on my code of conduct is exercising responsibility. And under that is me being at cause for my experience of life, for me choosing my thoughts, responding with ability, and exercising freedom, freedom of choice. I always have the freedom to choose my response. That is me exercising my ability to respond or my responsibility. And then is congruence. Congruence is on there. It's one of the top three on my code of conduct, along with integrity. Now, integrity is just a little bit different, but congruence is, is your behavior in alignment with what you say. Integrity is me being my word. If I say I'm going to do something, if I make a promise, is my behavior in integrity with my promise? And if not, then I need to adjust. I need to honor my word. I need to honor my integrity. If I cannot make my promise in the way that I said I would, I need to acknowledge it and then recommit. Because if I'm not honoring my word, then my word means nothing. And this is especially with yourself. If you say you're going to get up tomorrow morning at 6 a.m., then keep that promise to yourself. And if you don't keep that promise to yourself, acknowledge it and then recommit. It's essentially holding yourself accountable for what you say you will do. Now, in the context of integrity, personal integrity, it's not a moral issue. It's are you being your word? And there's no make wrong. You're not making yourself wrong if you're not keeping your word. You acknowledge that you're not keeping your word and then you recommit. It's living in a way that your word is your bond. But there's no blaming or judgment. There's no make wrong. You're not a bad person. Your integrity is either there or it's not. And so at any point in time, you can recommit to being your word, showing up in a new way. The moment we blame, the moment we pass judgment, you're projecting a behavior into the future. And we're not concerned with doing that. We're just concerned with who are you this moment, who you choose to be, and how do you get yourself in alignment, in congruence with what you say and how you say you're going to be. Now, these are ideals. Human beings are notoriously incongruent and lacking in integrity, mainly because we are a complex set of motivations, feelings, and outcomes. And so this is why it's so important for us to put it in, like put it in our behavior, because as a rule, it's just simply not available or it's lacking in most people's repertoire. And because this attention of making it a priority is lacking in most people, 
By making it part of your code of conduct, you will stand head and shoulders above the crowd. You will be recognized as a stellar individual simply because you have this behavior in place. I say I'm committed to health and fitness, yet I eat the potato chips. I say I'm committed to health and fitness, yet I indulge in ice cream. And I say, you know, it's just this once, it's just this week, it's just, you know, it's just me, it doesn't really matter, it's not congruent. When we can put that congruent behavior in place, you're going to see stellar results. So ask yourself, you want to get the most out of this podcast, ask yourself, where am I incongruent in my life? Where is my behavior not congruent with what I say I want, what I say I value? Now, before I leave you, there is one aspect of congruence that I'd like to touch upon, but I can't, well, it's difficult to talk about because it involves nonverbal behavior. Now, by definition, nonverbal means nonverbal, and it's difficult to talk about on a verbal channel. But essentially, in the context of nonverbal communication, Does the body, is how you're using your gestures, the little micro cues, the signals that your body puts out, the body language, is it congruent with what you're saying? And so as an expert in nonverbal communication, I look for the incongruencies. That's what catches my attention. And it will indicate in most cases where people are lying or not necessarily being truthful with what they're saying. It may also indicate that there is another belief underneath the surface that is not in alignment with what they're saying. They may think they're like 90% on board with what they're saying, but there's a part of themselves, a part of their other than conscious mind that is in disagreement, and you will see an incongruence. It could be a, a micro cue, a little, it could be considered a tick, or in the poker lingo, a tell, just some nonverbal signal that everything is not lining up. Like I said, it's difficult to talk about this on a verbal channel, and you really get what I'm talking about. So I am putting together a video training all around nonverbal communication. You will see that very soon. But I did want to mention congruence and incongruence in the nonverbal communication just so you're aware of it as a distinction. Most of you are already aware of it on an instinctual level. When you see an incongruence in a person, you'll usually say something like, there's something about them I don't trust. I can't quite put my finger on it, but something doesn't add up. Hence, congruence. Everything adds up. The nonverbal messages equal the verbal aspects. Now, in communication... It's said that 93 to 98% of the communication is nonverbal. It's not the content. Content's really small. Only about seven, only 7% of the meaning is ascertained from the words. What's more important is how is it being said? What is the tonality? What is the pacing? Is there, what are the other accompanying gestures that go along with it? So as a human being, we take all these different aspects into consideration when we're assessing the truth of a message, truth of a person. Are they showing up congruently with integrity? And other than consciously, when we don't see that congruence, we get a feeling like something's off, something's not right. And so, my friend, what I'm aware of is that I'm incongruent with my title. 
This is a five-minute Friday, and it essentially means that it is less than 15 minutes. My intention was always to make it short, and so I'm going to have to work on being satisfied with saying less words and coming closer to five minutes. Or we'll just play the game that five minutes actually means 15 minutes. Until next time, this is your friend and host, Daniel Danovi, urging you to follow your bliss. Live your life from inner signals. Be inner-directed as you engage in the epic adventure. (laughs) 